Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. And we have a great show for you today, folks, because three of my favorite film critics are here to rant and rave about movies currently playing at our multiplexes, as well as about new DVD releases. Our guests include Susan Granger, James Colt Harrison, and A.J. Hockery, the Mad Movie Man. Now, James and A.J. are regulars on the show, but this is only Susan's second time with us, so I'd like to tell everyone about her fascinating background. She was born into a film business family and raised in Hollywood, and her father directed many MGM films, and she's appeared as a child actress in movies with Red Skelton, Lucille Ball, Abbott and Costello, and Lassie. And believe it or not, I actually saw some of those films. (laughs) She's a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association, the Online Film Critics Society, and the New York Film Critics Online Group. Her articles have appeared in numerous outlets, including, listen to this, the New York Times, Playboy, Ladies Home Journal, Cinemag, Red Book, Family Circle, Casting, and Cosmopolitan. So it's my great pleasure to bring her on now. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Susan. Thank you very much. I love being here, but can I put in one other plug about where you can see my movie reviews? I'm in oh, the please. First Media Group, and you can also go on my website, www.susangranger.com. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I I love your website. Thank I, you. I think it's just great because you you see practically everything, and you you have uh, uh, wonderful reviews, and then you have a, a DVD rundown and a and a pick of, of the week for DVDs. The the site really is one that I urge. Uh, listeners to check out. Well, Betty, and again, Betty, that's, well, we have a mutual admiration society going here because I feel the same way about you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad you could be here today. And I'm I'm also glad that uh, film historian James Cold Harrison is with us too. James, how are things in beautiful La Jolla? Well, they're still beautiful in La Jolla. Why not? I know, and you always make us so so jealous. And if I remember correctly, you were here with Susan when we talked about uh, MGM, the glory days, a couple of uh, years ago, and that was a terrific episode. So I yeah. think it's it's very nice that you two can be together again for today's show. Yeah, and I it's think also it's wonderful. Yes, it is wonderful. Yeah, and it's also great that the Mad Movie Man is here. In addition to his movie reviews, I understand he's piling up some interesting acting credits 
AJ, what's your next live theater assignment? Oh, thanks for having me on here, Betty Joe. My next live theater assignment, which we start rehearsals for in uh, early September, is Get Smart. Based off of the TV show, of course, the Mel Brooks classic. I've read the, the script online and it is going to be one of the goofiest things I've ever done. And Goofy is my middle name, so I am all ready to go for this. <laughs> you have done some goofy things, but but I'm so jealous of you too because you you you've been in these musicals, uh, Curtains and a State Fair, and see how they run. But now Get Smart isn't a musical, right? That one isn't a musical, and actually See How They Run uh, wasn't one either. That was kind of your usual like British-style, like slamming doors type of farce. And uh, I, I wish you could take my place in these, because I'm a big man, and big men were not made to sing and dance around. Through State <laughs> Fair, I went about two and a half water bottles per performance. I was dying. <laughs> I wish I wish I could take your place too, because you yeah. know how much I love the I love the musicals. But it is exciting everything that you're you're doing. And you got to uh, remember, we... that Jackman got you know has played a lot of musicals, so he's a big guy, and so is Howard Keel. So go for it. <laughs> well, I'll make a valiant effort. <laughs> Yeah, no, I bet I bet he does. I bet he does a great job, uh, Susan. And uh, before we get into um, our discussion about uh, movies, uh, Nikki Starr is here with us today, our wonderful producer, and she's wrangling the chat room. So I want to mention to any listeners who um, are interested, please sign up for the chat room. And I'm just going to um, ask Nikki if everything is ready there. Uh, four chatters. Uh, hi, Nikki. I'm so glad you could be here today. Hi, I'm glad to be here too. And the chat's ready to go, but I'm going to need video of AJ. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we want the video of AJ That's dancing. I'm sorry. The video footage of me singing and dancing is buried in that same museum with the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> You're never going to see it. Oh, Dang it. I'm just going to oh. have to go to Wisconsin then. <laughs> That's right, we will. We'll have to go and see him live in his theater performances. Well, um, I'm, I'm just delighted that, uh, that everyone is here and uh, ready to hear about um, the current movies that are uh, playing on the multiplex and uh, the new DVD releases. So I'm just going to start with, uh, with Susan um, with this first question. Susan, I I think you have seen about everything, and um, I know that because of checking your wonderful website. So um, I have been spending which, a lot of time in the dark. I will admit to that. I, I think you I think you have. And uh, so, what's going on go, there now that you know? that you'd like to rave? Are there any that are rave worthy to you? Yes, I have Good. two total tens here, um, and and several others that are just wonderful. I love Beasts of the Southern Wild. I don't know if you've seen that. You know, you have to pick a movie according to what your taste is, not what mine is. So I'll tell you what it's about, and you can decide if it's for you. Uh, The Beasts of the Southern Wild is a film festival favorite, and it's a very poetic art film that's also an action film, and it's thrilling and transfixing and it's an evocative contemporary allegory, but it's definitely for the art house audience. Kind of straddling in between that is Wes Anderson's Moonrise Kingdom, which oh. is an eccentric fantasy film with a lot of whimsy in it uh, about a 
two 12-year-olds in an idyllic island off New England's Narragansett Bay. And I loved Moonrise Kingdom. I adored Safety Not Guaranteed, which yeah. is a fun-filled, feel-good journey. Yeah, it's kind of a sci-fi fantasy. And I loved The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best action-adventure of the summer. Now, I know the guys are going to come after me on some of these, so I'm I'm open for for, for kind of re- rebukes. Well, you know, I I wanted to I I wasn't quite sure the title. I know that you you mentioned uh, Beast of the Southern Wild and Moonrise, is it Moonrise Kingdom or Moonlight Moonrise Kingdom? Moonrise Kingdom. It's the West and picture. Wes Anderson. And then is it Safety Not Considered? Safety not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. And I hadn't even heard of that movie before. That's why I'm so glad that you're here to right. bring I to our you, attention. Can I quickly tell you the premise of it? Because the premise of it is wonderful and it lives up to it. There was an ad in a magazine, a Seattle magazine. And I'm going to read you the actual authentic ad that it was based on. It was a wanted ad. So you've got to picture this in a newspaper. Wanted. Someone to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. P.O. Box 91, Ocean View, Washington. It gives a zip code. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once before. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great kickoff, isn't it, too? <laughs> and that, that was an ad that was in Seattle Magazine, and that was what the writer went to investigate. Oh, I I can't wait to to see that one, and um, I've heard we heard about Beast of the Southern Wild. I think when Nell um, Nell Minow was on the show, and we were talking about uh, movies that uh, that we were looking forward to uh, this summer. And of course, we all know The Dark Knight uh, Rises and the uh, Moon the Wes Anderson movie just uh, sounds uh, great too. So those are very interesting choices, uh, AJ. Um, do you have some movies that you are particularly fond of now that are showing on the multiplex? I do have a couple of them. Uh, there are some that I haven't uh, gotten to see yet just because I've been busy with work, and I uh, just finished the run of State Fair, so I've been busy acting in that. So I haven't gotten to see uh, Moonrise Kingdom yet, which I wanted to catch, and uh, To Rome With Love I had wanted to see. Tonight I'm finally seeing Ted, and that's been out for a good month or so now. But uh, two of the ones that uh, came out in the past couple weeks that I really did like, one was a, and they're both kind of surprises in their own way. One is uh, The Dark Knight Rises, which was my, like, my single most anticipated movie of the entire summer. Like, Christopher Nolan, like, I've been a fan of his since I saw Memento when I was 16 years old, and I fell in love with it. And he's one of those directors that no matter what kind of a movie he's doing, like if he's attached as director, I want to see it because he's had that good of a track record with me. And The Dark Knight Rises was a pretty was a pretty good movie. I didn't fall in love with it as much as I did instantly with uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, which are just two incredible movies. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I still kind of had some issues with it, it kind of felt like the least Batman-y of all of the Batman movies. Like, there wasn't too much of him, like, just kind of being Batman and hiding in the shadows and punching bad guys and stuff. It was like this huge epic quest, and it felt like a really, really too big 
of a movie, but I still really liked it. Christian Bale did a great job. Anne Hathaway was amazing as Catwoman. Like, the action set pieces were big and big big and explosive, appropriately enough for this, what is supposed to be the end of Christopher Nolan's Batman. Isn't trilogy. it wonderful they never even called her Catwoman? Exactly, and I like how they fit in, even fit in the ears with her, with like the realistic setting. Like she has these goggles, and when she flips them up, they kind of form the cat ears, which I thought was really clever. And uh, but yeah, the Dark Knight Rises didn't quite live up to the expectations I had. It's a, it's it is an imperfect movie. It has its flaws, but it was still really good summer entertainment. But the other one that I liked was a very big surprise, which was Magic Mike. And all summer long, all I had heard from my friends is, hey, AJ, you going to go see Magic Mike? Huh, huh? Because all the trailers gave them, gave it that stigma of this is the Channing Tatum stripper movie. And it's with that Not mindset that there's anything I, wrong with that, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's all you. I'm going to let you have that. That's all for you, Betty Jo. <laughs> But, and, but that's the kind of mindset I had going in. It's like, oh, what what is this kind of story they're going to try and pull off here while well, just kind of showing Channing Tatum just showing off his body? But I was surprised at how funny of a movie this was. Like, I, I like that's the thing. Most of the, the stripping sequences are played for laughs because mm-hmm. all of the characters acknowledge that whole fantasy aspect of their performance. There's no... Kind of, there's no forced drama. There's no, oh, I didn't know you were a stripper. I can't possibly be with you. It's, yeah, we give women these fantasies. It's all for goofs, and the movie just kind of runs with it, and it flows naturally into this story about this guy who's just trying to get a better life for himself. And it's a simple story, really well told, and it's funny. It's got good drama and. I was very taken aback at what a good flick that was. Hey, Betty Joe, he's not mentioning it, but the best body on the screen is Matthew McConaughey. Oh, no. Oh, no. He is oh. absolutely gorgeous. This is a beefcake feast. <laughs> it's a beef although weirdly and although weirdly enough, I want to say there was more female nudity in this than there was male nudity. So, girlfriends, if you're like if your boyfriends are kind of iffy about seeing this, just tell them a lot of topless shots. There you go. <laughs> well, that'll take them there. Yeah, that'll. It's it's a uh, it's a movie for uh, for everyone. I can see because I, I the cast. The it's not for your too. grandmother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and, and it's Wait not. Wait a minute! You don't know my youngsters. grandmother. <laughs> if they're under twelve, I wouldn't take them under thirteen, and I wouldn't take grandma. Oh dear, that lets me out. I don't know. I <laughs> no, mean, I'm, I'm grandma, too, but I mean, depending on your grandma's tolerance level, let's put it that way. That's that's a good way to put. It. That's definitely if, a good if, way if to you're put the it kind out. of if you're the kind of grandma who's in an Adam Sandler movie rapping and saying bad lines, yeah, then you can go see Magic Mike. <laughs> Well, well, now I, I just and I, I have wanted to see that, you know, ever since I heard I heard about it, but just uh, strictly for artistic purposes, of course. Oh yes. And uh, but <laughs> now, James, I know you're the, you're in the same boat that I am. You haven't been able to see too many movies on the on the big screen, but but uh, are there one or two that you did get in that you you'd like to rave about? 
Well, yeah, a couple. I, I have been traveling this summer, and I was in the Bahamas, and then I was in San Antonio, which, by the way, is is a surprisingly lovely city with the canal going through the river and the, oh. the restaurants along the river, and it's so charming. I recommend visiting. I, I'd never been there before, but it's lovely. But should be used in a movie sometime. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, after hearing Susan's A-list credits, I'm going to hang up because I can't compete with her. She's just too much. <laughs> Who can? <laughs> no. I, I, it's just because I spend a lot of time in the dark. What can I tell you? <laughs> being enlightened well, in the dark. Being well, enlightened in the dark. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, James. Uh, I, I did not see Magic Mike. I, I missed that, so I, I guess I'll have to catch up on that. And uh, uh, I'll give you my opinion of the boys, because I know, Betty Jo, your boyfriend is Johnny Depp, unless you've traded him in for Channing Tatum. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, but I haven't seen Magic Mike yet, so. No, that's right. Well, that's right. we'll get back to you on that after I see that one. Okay. Well, uh, as you know, I love musicals, and they're few and far between, and we had such fun a few weeks ago talking about the anniversary of Singing in the Rain. Well, yes. they don't make musicals like that anymore, do they, Susan? Because that was made at MGM, and that's all done with. And sad to say, we don't get films like that anymore. But yeah. we get sort of like uh, low-budget ones, like Step Up Revolution, which, believe it or not, is a very entertaining film. The dancers are wonderful. All the gypsies in that are terrific. It's a new kind of dancing maybe you're not used to. It seems to be a, a mixture of all sorts of genres in, in the dance world, uh, hip-hop and uh, uh, acrobatics. It, it's just wonderful because all the kids in it are young and energetic and good-looking and wonderful. And the, the lead lady, Catherine McCormick, is a beautiful young lady, and she's certainly a dancer, and she was uh, – one of the contestants on So You Think You Can Dance a few years ago. and Oh, yes, I remember her. Yeah, since Adam Shankman is one of the producers and he's also a judge on that show, I would imagine he had something to do with selecting her. So she is a very nice young lady, and she could be a, a good a musical star. And the young man who is uh, Ryan Guzman is a, uh, a Mexican-American, and... Um, he he seems to have a good future ahead of him because he's not only good looking but he seems to be able to act and dance. At least the shots of him dancing were manipulated, I suppose, but he looked good. AJ, I got a question for you. All right. Did it bother you? And I'm saying this because it bothered me tremendously that there is one scene where the dancers sneak into a party wearing body vests and gas masks, using smoke bombs and gas grenades to threaten the guests. And that really disturbed me because I absolutely came out of the film and was thinking about the tragedy in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, well, you, you don't want AJ, you want James. That's I was talking about a step-up revolution. Unless you want to ask AJ that question. No, it is. I'm sorry. This is step-up revolution. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I apologize. You're right. Oh, that, that's fine. Uh, uh, no, it didn't bother me because that scene had been filmed months and months before this ever happened. And, of course, nobody could uh, anticipate this happening 
in the film. They they talked about maybe they should cut it out, but then they decided, well, no, it's an integral part of this particular scene and the plot line. So, well, they took it out of the TV ads real quickly. Some of yeah, the did. I know, I know yeah. they did, and I was, I, I'm really glad that you you mentioned Step Up uh, Revolution because that's the movie that I had planned uh, to see this weekend and wasn't wasn't able to do it because like you James I'm a big fan of uh of musicals and dancing especially but um but I think that uh that's a good point that uh, Susan has has made if if there's a scene like like that in there but let's so so dear listeners uh we've got some movies here that um that our critics are recommending that uh I haven't seen any of them, so I'm so I'm so glad that that you came on the show, all three of you, because I, now I have a list. Well, I've got to get started, and I've got to get get back to the multiplex. Safety not guaranteed. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom, The Dark Knight Rises. Of course, everybody's heard about that. Magic Mike, Step Up uh, Revolution, and um, I I just am am just getting you know very very excited about uh, getting back to the movies but why don't we now um i i think i'm going to i'm going to rave about two of my own and then i'm going to call on nikki to see if she's been able to get to the multiplex and see anything that she would like to to mention i i absolutely loved brave and it's still playing i think it's uh, it's going to be playing for a while longer that was one of the movies that we we all said we wanted to see the most this summer and it's definitely sticking around i it isn't the best pixar movie ever made but it's good to see a female main character in in one of their films and this uh princess with the long flowing red hair is so fascinating to watch i i hope there's a sequel um, I want to see how she matures as a leader because um, she certainly has the spunk and the and the courage to go along with uh, with leadership. So that's one I would rave about. And if if you haven't seen it, dear listeners, I I think it's something that you should see on the big screen, not on uh, DVD. I also think that Take This Waltz is playing um now still in uh, some of the areas in the in throughout the United States and I really enjoy this film. I'm very uh prejudiced wherever for whatever movies Michelle Williams makes. So you have to understand this. <laughs> and she this was one of her one of her best uh, performances. I just admire her. Uh, she she doesn't need to speak a word. Her expressive face and body language tell us practically everything we need to know. She would probably have been a great uh, silent star. But in this movie, she plays, um, well, a sort of happily married woman who falls in love with someone other than her spouse. And so we have this triangle, which is done before, before many, many times, but, not, but never like this. And Seth Rogen is a revelation. He excels as uh, Michelle's husband. He actually has a scene that I think he should be nominated for an Oscar for. It's kind of a monologue that he does, and I hope to see him in more films like this. And there's a new guy, I hadn't seen him before, who plays the uh, love interest. His name is Luke Kirby. I believe that he is from um, Canada. And uh, based on the performances in this movie, I, I think it's it's a must see. But talking about grandmas, <laughs> on the negative side, this is definitely an R-rated film, 
and my inner church lady uh, wants to warn you about the graphic nudity and sex scenes included, and I have to agree with her <laughs> because when you have a riveting movie with splendid performances like this, going to extremes in the, these areas hardly seem necessary. So those are my two raves, and I'm just wondering, Nikki, um, have you seen anything at the multiplex late, lately that you'd like to rave about? See if I can get her on here. I saw Prometheus. How come you don't haven't mentioned Prometheus? You did well, see Prometheus. The reason I didn't I mention did. it is because it came out quite a while ago, and we're trying to deal with the ones that have come out just very recently. But I thought it was a fun film. I agree with you. I saw it. Um, I saw it about two days before I saw Brave, or Brave, and then I saw Brave. So, yep, I really enjoyed it. I loved all of it. So you did that like was a Ray. really good. I, I love sci-fi adventures. So Prometheus is one of my favorites for the summer. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like to, I like to refer to Prometheus as a two-hour trailer for Prometheus Two. <laughs> okay, I, I, I think agree with you. Okay, and this is very rare. Mark your calendars because I do That's have to agree with AJ. I do. On this right, day, on this day, yep, Nikki. And on this day, we did agree. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, Nikki, I think we have some uh, guests in the uh, chat room that we might um, uh, mention. I think that uh, Nancy from Comedy Concept, yeah, Nancy, which is uh-huh. a and Fast Eddie. wonderful uh, Blog Talk Radio show, uh, Nancy Lombardo's Comedy Concepts. Uh, she has a, a CD out called Color Me Crazy, which is hilarious. So I, every time I get a chance, I like to tell people to be sure and and uh, check that out. And I see we have Fast Eddie in mm-hmm. the chat room, and he's he he and Wacko Bob and Richard and uh, TL and uh, Morgan Lawrence have a wonderful morning show, uh, Wacko Bob, Wacko in the Morning. And uh, so um, thank you for uh, signing into the chat. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, was there anything else about uh, movies that are out now, Nikki, that oh, you I would like they, to? Fast Eddie likes Ted and 21 Jump Street, which, by the way, I haven't seen either, but I, I'll see them when they come out on DVD. There's some movies that I need to see on the big screen, and there's some that I can wait for the DVD. I think Ted and 21 Jump Street will be okay for DVD. Ted yeah, is really I, I funny. It, it's just amusing, irreverent, and outrageous. It's the weirdest, funniest movie I've seen in a long time, but it is R-rated, so don't take the kids. I like weird yes. and funny. Yeah, that's good. We go for weird and funny. I, we I, do. I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. I feel I feel the same way about weird, weird and funny. Well, we've well we've um, we've got some pretty good good movies to recommend to our listeners and. Um, but now we probably should go to the other extreme and um, kind of warn them. Um, do you have some movies that you'd like to rant about um, that really didn't uh, come up to your expectations, Susan? Uh, go ahead and start uh, yeah, on that. I, do, and I, I must admit, I was so appalled by this, you know, as we all were, the tragedy in Colorado, and then right afterwards releasing The Watch was just terrible. I mean, Timing is everything. Just ask the guy who published an admiring biography of Joe Paterno. I mean, this poor guy worked in biography for years and now should just throw it out. And the watch, it was just a mistake from the beginning. It was supposed to be the neighborhood watch, and then there was that whole thing with Trayvon Martin in Florida. And the movie is terrible. It's ill-conceived. It's incoherent. 
And, you know, it's just, it's a terrible movie, and it's very badly timed. You just don't get laughs. Right. For a movie like this. Other than that, that, Susan, how did you like the movie? (laughs) Well, is this a Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn? Yes, it is. And uh, usually they're they're so funny, and um, I I was wondering about it though when I was when I was reading about it. So thanks for the warning on that. What was there another one that you also felt the same way about? Well, you know, I didn't did no. I mean, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, <laughs> okay, I mean it's a ridiculous revisionist story. Um, I was a bit disappointed. Now this is you know I I, I don't want to rant about it. But um, Ice Age Continental Drift has really, you know, wait for the DVD. It's frozen in predictability. (laughs) Frozen in predictability. That's a good. (laughs) And I'm going to enter that in our our weekly uh, quotes. Our weekly quotes. I'm (laughs) frozen in. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not bad. Bad. I and Tyler Perry's Medea's Witness Protection. I mean, it's frantic, and it's just, I mean, those are all so formulaic and so predictable that there's just no reason to go see them. I mean, if you're you're devoted, watch the DVD. There is nothing in any of them that will surprise you. Well, well, that's that's good to know. That's definitely good to know. How how about you? I may over-rave about certain things. I love originality. I mean, that's why Beasts of the Southern Wild... I raved about it. I've never seen anything like it. And I loved it for that reason. And so I, I get to be, I, I overpraise for originality, and I get really kind of kind of ticked off when it's just a formulaic, predictable rehash of what they've done before. Well, good for you. That's why I like uh, reading your reviews and going over and check out for, for these things. And uh, the, the person that I think... Uh, Next to you, Susan, who sees the most DVDs, is uh, is AJ. So let's let him chime in on um, on any of the recent DVDs that uh, he would like to rant about. All right, any of the DVD, recent DVDs I'd like to rant about. Actually, one that's just coming out today. I reviewed it uh, for my uh, recently. I recently started a new blog the other day. If I do, you mind if I plug that, Betty Joe? No, no, go ahead. I I was hoping you would. <laughs> All right. I, I, after a long break, I started writing uh, reviews again, and where you can find Yay. them is at is at uh, Cineslice, and that's C I N E S L I C E. So Cineslice dot WordPress dot com. And uh, just the other day, I reviewed one that's coming out today called Detention. It's uh, and just to give you an idea of uh, what kind of movie this is, it's from the guy who gave us Torque the bike racing movie with Ice Cube that managed to somehow oh, yeah. be dumber, dumber yet better than Biker Boys. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a horror comedy that tries to be, the, the way I describe it, it's Scream by way of Family Guy with a Scott Pilgrim polish. And it isn't worth a shred of all three. And basically, Ooh. like the bare, the bare bones of it, there's like a killer who's like, killing off all these, like, high school kids. And it's the kind of movie where right at the beginning, like, the snooty girl addresses the camera and tells you all about how snooty she is and how great she is while all these graphics fly. And then, like, she's 
shoved out the window, and there's, like, body counts and stuff, and it just fills the screen with so much stuff that goes nowhere, like time-traveling bears, and there's, like, a body-swapping subplot, and there's this jock who's has a TV for a hand, and it's just all this random stuff that just goes nowhere, and there's just all, and, and there's no real content to it. It's just kind of all these little random observations about things that really don't add up to much, and the attitude is just really smug and annoying and hyperactive. And so if if you want a horror comedy that's smart and funny and knows what it's talking about, the Cabin in the Woods is coming out next month. Don't read anything about it, but the story is just get it when it comes out next month. Good. I think I, I jumped the gun on this. I think I was I was I was asking about. <laughs> I was supposed to ask what um, what movies were you uh, did you want to rant about? And I skipped right to the DVDs. But I'm so glad that you talked about this because I'm definitely going to pass it up and. Um, <laughs> I wonder though, is there one or two? Are there one or two movies that are out now that you would tell us to pass up? Oh, at the theater? Yeah. Uh, well, there's one. It's been out for a little while now, so it's kind of run its course. But recently, I did see uh, the Katy Perry documentary, Part of Me, and it pretty much is the exact same thing. Or it, it accomplishes the exact same things that the Justin Bieber movie did last year, in how it's an hour and a half commercial for Katy Perry. It's it just kind of tells you about her life and how and it keeps reassuring you how original she is and that's that's the running theme throughout the movie. Although it really doesn't explain well the evolution of how she goes from like a, a Christian gospel singer when she was a kid to kind of this angry indie Alanis Morissette when she was a teenager to wearing an electro-robo-candy dress dancing with lollipops. Like, it's just kind oh, wow. of really it's really confusing. And, and and to be fair, there's more genuine emotion going on here than, at the, than for the Justin Bieber movie. But the bottom line is, at the end, I was no more concerned about her life or her music afterwards than I was before it. So... You love Katy Perry's music if you want, but it just did nothing for me. Well, now I gotta ta- I gotta take a little issue with that, only because I really didn't know anything about Katy Perry going in, and the f- really fanatic preteens who were there, and I did go see it in the theater. They just adore her, and she's sparkly and she's sequined, and basically what she tells these young, very, very impressionable girls. Is that it's oh you know it's okay to be me, and it's very reassuring for the you know for her audience. I don't think um, unless you're a preteen girl, you're going to probably choose it anyway. Mm-hmm. But for her audience, it really speaks to them. And 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 that's and that's all well and, and that's all well and good. I just don't know how like in when the movie's talking about her life and everything, like how like well, when she puts on like the. Right. the yeah, the neon wig, it's like, okay, how is that being you? I don't see how that's indicative of your personality. It just kind of comes across as, like, look at me, look at me, I want attention. That's how it comes off. Well, I thought it was her fantasies. It's like everybody can live their fantasies. But, you know, that may be a whole feminine thing. I don't know. Well, Maybe. I haven't, I, haven't been a, I haven't been a woman in a while, so I couldn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> 
You haven't. You haven't. Uh, done I have, that part you know, in, I, in it, it's a DVD. What can I tell you? I mean, I wouldn't go see it in the theater, but for a DVD for a preteen, I think she'll love it. There have you, you go. seen any? Have you seen any DVDs um, that you uh, are uh, are not too uh, thrilled about, Susan? Were you asking that? Susan, I'm sorry. Oh, I, okay. Um, yeah, there are some, but I'd rather talk about the ones that I like. Can I do that? Yes, please do. Uh, I mean, I just kind of prefer to ignore the other ones. Uh, next Good. week, next week, next Tuesday, a, a movie's coming out. Now, it's not great. Fortunately, it went straight to DVD, but it's called After the Wizard. And it reintroduces the Tin Woodman and Scarecrow who head for modern-day Kansas oh. find 12-year-old Dorothy who lives in an orphanage. And i got to tell you, I really liked it. Um, also coming out next week is Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, which is a cautionary environmental fable. And another one called Maya, Maya or Mia, I don't know which, and the Magoo from a French animator, Jacques-René Girard, if I'm pronouncing that properly, about a young girl who has to overcome her fears. I mean, those are really fun next week. This week there's uh, Lahav, there's, and there's um, oh, Morgan Spurlock's documentary, Mansum, comes out this week. Oh. So that's kind okay, of fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing a bit more documentaries these days, or I'm doing a bit more DVDs these days because I'm now reviewing for Video Librarian that's in every oh, great. library in the country. So I have to kind of keep up with the new movies so that they can get in video librarian in time. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you're, that you're doing that. And I'm sure that A.J. has um, a DV or two that he would like to rave about that's, um, that's out now or, or coming out soon. Well, there, there are two, and I know we don't have much time left, so I'll, I'll make this really quick. Uh, there's this one that came out last week, uh, a documentary. So, if Susan, if you haven't seen this, this is definitely worth checking out, called Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh, it's I agree the, with you. You're 100% right. Uh, I, I, love this, I love this movie. It's about an 85-year-old sushi chef, and he has, like, this tiny restaurant in this uh, Tokyo subway station. It only seats 10 people, but reservations have to be made months in advance, and like the just the dedication and quality he gives to his craft and making sure that every dish is as perfect as he can make it it's really admirable and he's just such a cool old dude and it it's one of those movies where you want to be like you know what forget the fact that it's all in japanese and you have to read it like you just look at what this guy does for a living and his work ethic and you were just blown away and so impressed. I really love this movie. Oh, I agree with you. I'm so glad you brought it up and also the way he's training his son. Exactly. And like and the relationship between the sons where you have the one son who's like 50 years old and he's still kind of working under his dad and there are these scenes where he and his brother talk about uh, what they had planned to do before their dad kind of coaxed him into the restaurant business. So it's not all, it's not a, a completely happy movie, but you can tell that they love their dad and they they can only hope to be as good as he is one day. Oh, I like the way this one sounds, uh, and um, and and I and it probably will be will be available on Netflix or is available on Netflix. I believe so, yeah. And and the okay. other one I wanted to talk about very briefly is Superman versus the Elite. 
It's uh, the latest one in DC's animated uh, direct-to-DVD comic book movies. Earlier this year, they did Justice League Doom, which, if I don't want to commit heresy here, but I think it's a better comic book superhero movie than both The Avengers and The Dark Knight Rises. Not joking. Wow. But Superman versus the Elite, the Elite, it's a really cool, interesting story that basically pits Superman against this gang called the Elite, which take all these criminals who've, like, these repeat offenders who've, like, broken out after Superman's taken them to jail and stuff, and they're basically saying, we're going to do something about this. We are going to punish these guys violently, and they kind of win the public over. So Superman has to confront his own values and whether or not he's needed anymore and and ultimately kind of find out what these guys are really up to. So it's a really cool movie, Superman versus the Elite. Great. I'm so glad that you you gave us those two recommendations. And I can't believe that our time has gone by so fast. I really should have scheduled a, a full hour for this show, but um, we do have for our listeners some great movies that we would like them to check out. And also, we've uh, we've warned them about some that we don't think are are so great. But I really want to say how much I've enjoyed all three of you. I couldn't believe that I actually got all three of you together. You've just been so informative and so entertaining. And uh, Susan, you definitely must come back on the show more often. Will you do that? I would love to. Just invite me, and if I am in town, I'm yours. Oh, I'll certainly do that. And I want to thank thank Nikki for uh, wrangling the chat and the chatters for their their contributions. And I want to give a... uh, give a big uh, shout out to blog talk radio for their support and for featuring this episode as one of today's picks i really really do appreciate it now i hope everyone enjoyed the show i sure did and i sure have a lot of movies now that i that i am so excited to see Please come back next time when our guest will be actress Catherine Lanasa, who plays Will Ferrell's wife in the new comedy titled The Campaign, which will be released nationwide next Friday. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. Thanks again to Susan and A.J. and James for a wonderful discussion today. But that's all for now, folks. So here's Kenny Loggins to take us out with a song that I know James will enjoy. Get ready, everyone. Here comes Footloose.